Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, and uh, not joined by the Zoobs. He was unable to make it today, so I brought my good buddy, Brandon Cameron, in. How's it going, man? Hey, man. It's not too bad. Life's good. Excited to be on the pod? Yeah, it's a, it's a first for me, so I hope it goes well. It's prestigious. Cool. It's a prestigious honor. Well, I, I look forward to burning it to the ground. <laughs> uh, Leafs against the Golden Knights tonight, so we're definitely going to have to tee that game up. And then, uh, since you're new to the pod, I kind of want to get your thoughts. We're still basically at the quarter mark of the season. Just want to get your thoughts on the Leafs overall. And then we'll play some cosine, no sign, which you've played before yep. uh, on you know previous podcasts that, that I've done with you. So that'll be a lot of fun. So let's get right to it. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights coming... Uh, or we're in Vegas tonight, so it's going to be a late one, a 10 o'clock game. Uh, what are you expecting out of this one? Well, I'm expecting a much better effort than the Leafs brought to the table Saturday night, or Saturday night in Pittsburgh. Well, you um, have to hope this, that yeah. they will, right? Like, yeah, that was it, disgraceful. It was a joke. <laughs> like, when I watched that game, like, it, it screamed, like, okay, I was at the first Leafs game after they fired Randy Carlisle against the Capitals. Sixteen wheeler. The sixteen wheeler. It reminded me of that. <laughs> like it was that kind of disaster of a game where like the world is gonna blow up. But like I don't think it is. I don't think it is the world end of the world. It just it just seemed like that given the situation. But if I'm the Leafs, I'm I'm not particularly thrilled that I have to get my way out of this losing skid by going into Vegas. Well, the thing about Vegas, though, is that they are on a little bit of a downspin. They're 3-4-3 and in their last 10. They're not uh, quite clicking as as much as they were early on in the season. Uh, so that kind of bodes well, I guess, for the Leafs, the fact that both yeah. of these teams are on a bit of a losing skid in their, in their last 10 games. So maybe that's something that you know you can look forward to. They can try and capitalize on the poor play of the Knights as of late. Like that That's, that's something that they're definitely going to have to do. Uh, like Vegas, they got a deep lineup, right? Oh like, yeah, they're real good. Like just take they have five players with fifteen plus points. I I have all the confidence in the world. Vegas is going to figure it out. I mean, they're I think they're just in a little rush patch. I also have confidence the Leafs will figure it out too. For the record, just like they need some time. Yeah. But if I'm the Leafs, I'm not. Regardless of the way Vegas has played recently this year, Vegas is still an intimidating building to go into. Like it's still probably the. It might still be the loudest building in the NHL. Oh, it right? is. Like, like, I've, like I've had buddies who've gone to the game, and they're like, guys, this is insane. This is crazy. Like, like this. If I'm the Leafs, I have to go into Vegas tonight and have a really good start, because if they get behind the eight ball early, like they have, what is it, 17, 18 games this year, like that building's going to tear them apart. Like that, And there's no way that that'll work out well for them. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Um Something that I am looking forward to tonight's game, though, the fact that Mike Babcock yesterday at practice shuffled the deep pairings yeah. up. So we're going to get a new look at our deep pairings. For those who missed yesterday's podcast, we talked about it. And I'll just quickly go over it again. So CeCe and, and uh, Morgan Riley, they're sticking together. But the bottom two pairings have been kind of flip-flopped. It's going to be Muzzin with Justin Hull. And then it's going to be Travis Dermott with Tyson Berry. What are your thoughts on the pairings? Do you think they're going to work out tonight? All right, I'm going to start my thoughts with a question. Okay. Is Morgan Riley and Cody Cece the bottom pair? 
Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question. <laughs> they're not, and they're not. They're they're going to end up playing the most minutes out of anybody. But what I talked about in yesterday's podcast essentially was: I think this is a way to not have Morgan Riley and Dermot playing thirty, like twenty five to thirty minutes a night. Like, yeah, I know Dermot wasn't playing that much, but Morgan Riley was. Do you mean? Do you mean Cece? Sorry, yeah, yeah uh, Cece. Fair. But Morgan Riley was, and I think this is a way to maybe take down. Uh, a little bit of those minutes on yeah. the, from the first pair and kind of spread them throughout the second and third pair that are now a little more balanced by by just kind of uh, flipping, I guess, CC and or uh, by flipping Hall and Tyson Berry a little bit. Yeah, no, I I, I could see that. Like, I think Hall and Muzzin is actually going to be a pretty decent combo. That I, I like that. I, yeah, I, I kind of do too. Like, yeah. I didn't really think about it as an option. Like, I've in my mind the the ideal swap would be Hall and CC. But at but, the same time... But also, time, I don't want Justin Hole playing top-line minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want that. He doesn't want that. And that, that's not good for anybody, really. I just think that maybe Hole and Musin could work. Like, they're they're both strong guys. They're big, strong guys. They got, they're good on the defensive end. Like, that could be a... They could play them against Mark Stone's line. Well, what's going to be interesting is the fact that now Justin Hall was playing, you know, the third-pairing minutes, and he's also playing as a third-pairing defenseman against other teams, not, you know, the, the top yeah. players on the other teams, where now he's definitely going to be in uh, in for it tonight. He'll probably end up, because he's partnered with Muzzin, who is our shutdown defenseman, he's going to end up having to play against, you know, the Mark Stones and the William Carlsons, as opposed to opposing players maybe third or, or, or second even options, yeah. or third or fourth options more likely you know so it's it's going to be interesting i think he's going to be tested tonight and that's what i'm most looking forward to i think yeah. to see how that pairing can work out against opposing teams uh, top lines i think it'll be fine i i, I do think it'll be a, a, it's an okay swap like i i can i like it i think maybe Dermot can open up something in in Tyson Barry as well too that Jake Muzzin maybe doesn't doesn't work because I think Jake Muzzin and Tyson Berry's flawed logic there basically because Jake Muzzin's so defensive, but he's also aggressive. He is aggressive offensively, but like he's so smart defensively. Where Tyson Berry, like, kind of seems like the way Tyson Berry's been playing that he feels like he has to be that too when he not when he isn't necessarily that. You know what I mean? It's it's he's like an enigma, honestly, because I I feel like. At times he kind of lays back, and at times he's gung ho. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, when you look at the play, and then you kind of look at the number. He's what th- I think I saw third in the league in in shots for defensemen. Is he actually? Yeah. So like he's he's getting up there, and he's still getting his shots, but at the same time he's trying to hang back, and he's not you know that type of defenseman. But something also you know kind of like we said. Hall, it's going to be a, a new look for him going up against top pairing or top lines. Well, now CC doesn't have to go, or CC, I keep mixing them up. Barry doesn't have to go up against top lines. He's going to be facing you know some weaker competition yeah. and maybe get some more offensive zone starts, and that's going to maybe allow him to flourish and his offensive game can pick back up because it's been terrible, terrible. Yeah, it's five on five. Like it's been horrible. It hasn't been any better on the power play. Well, he hasn't had a chance to do anything <laughs> on the power play. I know. Like I, 
Well, that's actually, another thing too. I, mean, I actually we'll, disagree. We'll, we could get that. to that. Well, we can get to that a little bit later when we talk about the overall thoughts on the Leafs because mm-hmm. there's a lot of thoughts on the power play, obviously. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to that in just in, in just a minute. But first, uh, quickly, actually, Pierre Engvall got called up to the NHL. He might be making his debut tonight. So far, I haven't seen the full lineup get. Uh, sent out yet so it's we're still unsure but it's looking like he's going to make his debut at 16 points with the marlies uh we had uh heart of lad on who's a, a beat reporter for the marlies uh we had him on a few weeks ago and he was really a, a big fan of Engvall, and he was excited and he said if somebody were to go down to injury and they had to make some call-ups from the, from the marlies that Engvall would probably be a really good uh pickup for him he's got a little bit of jam to him which is something that leaves yeah. desperately need and coming in against vegas who also like to play a good heavy hockey game i think Engvall's uh this is a good game for him to kind of get his start uh he'll be able to provide some energy and uh so that's that's going to be entertaining to to see what he can do uh, but what are your three keys to the game tonight for the Leafs to come out with a victory against the Golden Knights? Well, it's going to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> uh, the first key is getting on the board early. Yeah. Like, you, like if you're the Maple Leafs, you can't fall behind tonight, too. Like, you've done it enough this year. Enough's enough. It's time to wake up. And it's time to start scoring first. Because if you go into Vegas tonight losing in the midst of a five-game losing streak... That building gets behind you, like that's gonna that's gonna be an avalanche. Seventeen of the twenty-two games this year, the Leafs have allowed the first goal. Like it's bad. That's a that's a joke. It's not a recipe for success. No, and that's why this team's under five hundred. <laughs> so let's get out there, get the first goal, and try and keep the lead. Keep the pedal to the metal, and go out there and score a bunch. Let's have a big game tonight. Do you hear something kind of funny? Sure. <laughs> I think the Maple Leafs actually play better when they're down a goal. Well, no, they play <laughs> better. So no, 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 no. This is what they do. They play better in the last five minutes of a game when they're down by two. Yeah, I know. And they're like, oh, crap, we need to score. All right, let's let's and they start all, playing they also our always, style of hockey again. Have you have you noticed that they always, like, they get down in, like, 4-2, they pull the goalie, get, like, a 5-2 deficit, deficit or something, yeah, and then they, they get two back, back yeah. and they're, they, the empty netter's the game winner. Yeah. It's yep. happened, like, well, two exactly times. happened against the Alabama. Yeah, it's happened two times in the last, like, couple of weeks. I'm like, what? What's going on? Like, yeah. why? I know. Uh, second key is for me is probably just figuring out their power play. Like, obviously, their power play is not good enough. I think special teams in general. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a big key for this one because, you know, coming into the game, Vegas, they're 10th in the league, uh, operating at 21.6, and then their penalty kill, 87.2, good for fourth in the league. And then we know the Leafs, obviously, uh, they're struggling on both ends. I think their so. penalty kills actually gotten better though. I think the last couple of weeks, it's like it's 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 been there a little bit, where they're they're showing signs of life, which is is somehow a positive in in Toronto with a team it's still, with cup aspirations. It's still twenty fifth in the league though. Yeah, like it's it's they're still not good enough. Seventy five percent. They're that's, still not good. Enough. Not good. And I think it's been better in the league. Power play twenty second in the league. It's not good. No. They they need to be better. Like they need to score on the power play tonight. Like they. With weapons like Austin Matthews and John Tavares on your top power play unit, you, you've got to be able to score. Like, that's enough variety and enough different goal-scoring options on a power play to, like, to get it done. So, they need to get it done. Yeah. Uh, for me, the final key, I think, is they gotta they got to get throw themselves in front, of, in front of shots. So, Vegas is the number one shooting team in the league. The first place was 744 shots. And the Leafs... 
they have been allowing a lot of shots. They've been allowing a lot of goals. Let's go out there, help you out, help out the goaltender. Give Freddie some help there. Get in front of some shots and give him a bit of help. You know, like Justin Hall, I think is has been doing a really good job getting in front of shots. Jake Muzzin has been doing a good job getting in front of shots. We need the whole team out there. Hyman, now he's back. He's one to go out there and block some shots. Let's get a whole group team effort. And uh, get in front of pucks and you know help out Freddie because the fact that this team is fifth in the league in scoring and a minus six goal differential is insane. Yeah, that's a joke. They like, also have like a Vesna caliber goaltender in there. Eh, like he's up there. Freddie, and- okay. Here's the thing. Not this year. The reason I, I certainly think, not this year. The reason I think Freddie Anderson doesn't get any Vesna love is because the Leafs never give him any help. Like, his stats are, aren't are the best for an NHL starting goaltender, but, like, when you consider all, like, all things considered, the, like, Freddie Anderson has good games pretty much every game, but he lets in a meatball every once in a while, which kind of just, like, uh, would bloat his numbers a little bit, and I think that if he, the Leafs gave him more help, if they tried their best, if they just fought for Freddie Anderson, his... His stats would be so much better, and he could just be a Vesna-quality goaltender, which is, I, I, if I'm Freddie Anderson, that would really frustrate me, to are be you, honest with you. Are you expecting a good night tonight? Give me a prediction. Uh, I think the, yeah, I think they'll end their losing, I think at least they'll lose their, end their losing streak tonight. Freddie Anderson will have a good game. I'd, if the Leafs can, then can hold Vegas to like two goals or less, somehow that would be a win for Toronto. <laughs> Uh, I think the prediction for me, I'm going to go with a 3-2 win. I also think that the Leafs are going to end their five-game skid tonight. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about the Leafs through the quarter mark of the season. Well, you know, I, I've chatted about it, but I'd love to get Brandon's thoughts. He's new to the pod. We'll get some fresh ideas, see what some other people are thinking outside of just Zoobs and I. Uh and then we'll play some cosine, no sign. But first, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. All right, welcome back to Locked On Leafs Podcast. Mike DeSefano alongside Brandon Cameron. Zoops taking the day off. Uh, he had some some things he had to do. He's a busy man. Personal busy day. man, personal day, busy man. Um, he'll be watching the game, though, and he'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be talking about it. Uh, but for now, it's you and I, and since we have a new fresh face and a new voice to the podcast today, I would like to get your thoughts overall about how the Leafs have done through the quarter mark and what your thoughts are on the season so far. Yeah, well, they're not great. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they, I don't, they, they obviously haven't been good enough. They're a better team than what they've shown. Like, there's no... Like, everyone can see that. I just... For me, what it screams like... What it, like, what it looks like when I'm watching it... It looks like the players have given up on Mike Babcock. Like, yeah. that's what it feels like to me. Um, I don't know if that... I don't know if that's just random speculation, but... Like, it just kind of feels like that to me. Where, like, I, I see a lot of... Like... Just the things Mike Babcock says to the media, like, like even yesterday with this with this stupid "I'll bet on Mike Babcock" thing. There's no way a player on his team can can hear that and be like, 
wow, this guy's awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, 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 there's no way that that would feel good. Yeah. I, when it comes to Babcock, I, I just, there's something, you know, has he lost the room? I'm, I don't know, but it certainly seems like it the way that they've been playing. Yeah. Especially recently, like that game against Pittsburgh, I I personally thought that they were gonna end the losing streak there. They were gonna take advantage. You know, I know they're on the on the second night of a back to back, but so I thought Pittsburgh? that. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh <laughs> was as well. Plus, they're just ravished with injuries. Like no Latang, no Crosby. They had their backup in as well. Second night of a back to back. Yeah, they're missing a lot of key players, and yet they were still able to come out and thump the Maple Leafs six one. Thump them. That's something the Leafs gotta... I think the Leafs need to thump somebody soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... I think they're due. I think they're due to thump somebody. You would think, but the way that they're playing now, and the way that this this hockey... They've been playing this season, it doesn't look like they're trying to do that. Yeah. Like like Babcock, the way that he's trying to implement his systems is they want to have kind of more low-scoring games and not try to outscore their opponents like they were doing last year. And I don't think that's a... To be honest, I I know what Babcock... I get what Babcock's thinking with that logic, but I don't think that's a recipe for uh, for success with the Maple Leafs. Well, I I don't think that's the way they're built. I don't know if they can... I don't... And that's why I think maybe a change of coach would help. Where, like, he's preaching something completely different than what he's got, right? Like, that's what he's doing. And it's just, like... It comes off as as a fight between Kyle Dubas and Mike Babcock. So I ran this poll question uh, to the people, and they, they, they agreed that Babcock is the biggest issue. But for you, what has been kind of the demise of the Leafs this season? Is it uh, underperforming players, coaching, or roster construction? Um, honestly, if I mean, like, I mean, it's a little bit of all of them. Yeah, obviously. I was gonna. That's what I was about to say. Like, it's it's a little it's a little bit of both. But who who takes the brunt of the? I don't know who takes the brunt of it, but I think Mike Babcock's coaching will be the result. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that's the ultimate. I don't know if that's the ultimate fix, but I think that's what will be done to to solve the problem. I think that's the change that will happen. Um, I don't know if it's his fault. Like, I think Mike Babcock's a really good coach. Like, I don't, I don't dispute that. Like, I, I'm not like one of the the Leafs Twitter people that are like, oh my god, this guy sucks. Burn him, burn his, burn down his house, whatever. Like, that's ridiculous. But like, I also think he's not doing the best job he possibly can. Like, I think he can do better. Yeah, I. For me too. Like, it's not only just Babcock, but you look at the special teams and how much they're struggling. You know, we. we they're both in the bottom third of the league, 25th in penalty kill, 22nd on the power play. And when you have a team as skilled as the Leafs, you look at all the players on that PP1, there's no reason for them to be struggling as much as they are. And I get it. They missed uh, Tavares for seven games. They've been missing Marner for the past few games. But, like, for the most part, that power play has been struggling all year long. And even yeah. if you take one of those guys out, they yep. still have William unreal Nylander. talent. They have William Nylander to fill that void, <laughs> right? Like there's still so much talent, and for that, and it doesn't make it, what doesn't make sense to me is you know you talk about coaching. They fired their assistants. Well, DJ Smith, I guess, technically left for for another job, but he brought in two new assistants. One, you know, and, and one runs the power play, one runs the PK. Paul McFarlane, <clears throat> who came from Florida, 
ran the second best power play last year. Second best. So there was a lot of hope that that was going to translate over to the Leafs and they're going to get the power play cooking over here. Hasn't happened. I don't know why, but it just has not happened. Now, you can, you know, the old saying goes, you, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't have him drink. He's putting all the pieces in place to succeed, but for some reason, the players on the ice are not delivering. And that's why I think it, the players, the onus is on the players so far this year, I think. Um, they're just not producing. Yeah. Like, they're not. You, know, you, you look at Austin Matthews. I mean, outside of Austin Matthews. Well, really. his home and road splits are abysmal. Like Yeah, he's, he's got, got like thir- 13 goals at home, right? 13 goals and 13 games at home. Nine games on the road, one goal on the power play. Wouldn't he have two? Doesn't he have 15? I think he has 15 goals. No, 14. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. I don't believe you. I think I'm, he has 15. No, I'm right. Trust me. <laughs> Looked into this yesterday. <laughs> uh, so, it's, it, it's on the players, to me. To perform, yeah, like they do, got to be better. There's no, there's no, like it goes back to like, like I said, there's there's a lot of blame on everywhere, but to me, at the end of the day, it's the on ice performance of the players that that I am blaming most. However, you know, like they say, it's a lot easier to change one man than it is to change twenty three. Yeah, and that's why you know the fire Babcock is has become so prevalent over the last couple of days, especially as this losing streak. Keeps going, and that ugly, ugly 18-wheeler of a performance against Pittsburgh on Saturday. Yeah, it's not great. Um, all right. Uh, anything else that you want to quickly note about the Leaf season so far? Other than... What gives you hope? Yeah, I, actually, thank you. Yeah. I, I, that's actually where I was going to go with it. I think that at the end of the day, over the last, like, three years, the Leafs haven't really overcome any adversity, Right. Yeah, like like there really hasn't been any any dramatic moments besides maybe the Cowdery suspensions against Boston, but they didn't overcome it. But <laughs> I mean, they also didn't overcome it, and it also wasn't the it wasn't really that dramatic. Like I know it kind of seemed like it was, but it wasn't. Every Cup winning team really over the last bunch of years has overcome something. Like last year with the St. Louis Blues, they were last place in January. They won the Cup. <laughs> Twenty fifteen when Pittsburgh started their back to back Cup runs, they fired their coach halfway through the year. Like. Teams overcome adversity, and this could be a chance. Like, this losing streak, this tough start for the Maple Leafs, seems like it could potentially be adversity for them to overcome. Is this rock bottom? Where we are right now? No. It, it could be worse. It could get... No, not it could be worse, but does it get worse? Oh, okay. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I don't think it gets worse. I don't think it gets worse. I think it'll only get better from here. All right. I love the optimism. Love the optimism. And let's hope that they come out and get us a dub tonight. And it can just put Leafs Nation back in a positive mindset. Because it's been a long weekend. It's a very long long weekend. weekend. Uh, All right. Coming up next, we'll play some Cosine No Sign. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast, brought to you by Locked On Podcast Network. Mike DiStefano alongside Brandon Cameron, that is uh, at B underscore Cameron222 on Twitter. If you want to go ahead and give him a follow while you're at it, follow us at Locked On Leafs and follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, all right, cosine no sign. So the way this game is played, 
We're going to make a statement. If we agree with the statement, you co-sign it. If you disagree, you no sign it, and then you give your reason why. Yep. All right, simple. Uh, I'll start first. Sure. One of Montreal, Pittsburgh, or Toronto will spiral downward due to their current injury situation and wind up missing the playoffs. Co-sign or no sign? No sign. Um, To be honest, I thought Pittsburgh wasn't going to be a playoff team this year, but they've convinced me otherwise. They've proven they they they've shelled my doubt a little bit. I think Montreal's had a really good start. I don't think they're going to slow down a lot. Their division is pretty good, but I don't think they're going to. Well, I think they're off to a good enough start where they're kind of like in, like at at minimum a wild card spot. But well, here's the thing: Druin's out for the next eight weeks. Paul Byron is out for extended time as well. I think those fun. are two players in their top six, and this is a team that's not that deep. Wasn't Byron on the fourth line? I think Paul Byron's playing fourth on the fourth line. He's he plays. But he kind of he kind of slides all up like and down. He, but... he slides up and down. There's been times where he's playing second line. I've seen him on the first line center role, realistically. Um, like, but he's he's a productive player for this team. A lot more productive. Like, like if you don't pay attention to the to the to the Canadians, you would just think, oh, Paul Byron, never heard of him. Well, no, I guess a, he's just he's like a, kind a of a scrub. He's, he's a, a very good player. He's a very good player for Montreal. He's very effective. He's not, the, extreme, he's not the best scorer, but he's, 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 he's good at a lot of other things. Not that they play like a, the, the most similar style game, but he's as important to Montreal, I think, as Zach Hyman is to Toronto. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. Like, he, he's kind of an energy guy. He can chip in offensively. He can go into the corners, and he can play up and down your lineup. I think that's a bigger injury than most people think it's going to be, and I'm curious to see who's going to step up in his absence. I actually think the the Leafs are the least likely of the bunch to make the playoffs. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But I think they figure it out. All right. So that, that's why I'm no sign on that one. All right. So my first one is, uh, it falls along a similar line of the Leafs. Um, the Leafs will be in a divisional playoff spot by the time the new year hits. No sign. Divisional spot? No way. Divisional spot. No sign at all. I mean, how far are they right now? They're... What? They're not even in a playoff spot right now, let alone a divisional spot. So I don't, I don't know if I can even go ahead and say that. But I mean, as we speak, they sit here with 22 points, three points out of a playoff spot, but they got two games in hand. So it's Boston, Montreal, Florida, Buffalo is also ahead of them. No sign. There's, Thing is, there's not enough games. What if they go on a heater? What if they go on like an eight-game heater? That puts them right there. Well, sure, but I don't right? expect them to go on an eight-game heater. Well, what if they do? Well, then they will be, right? But <laughs> what if they do? I, I don't think they will. You don't see a heater coming? I could. I could. I see think they're two. I think, I think they're more than due for a heater. If they go on a heater, you also have to assume that the other teams ahead of them also don't go on heaters. So you you know you look That's at at Florida, who's six three and one. They're playing a lot better hockey as of late. It seems like uh, Bobrovsky's kind of rounding into form a little bit. They could also go ahead and keep up with the Maple Leafs if if Toronto goes out and wins like seven of their of their next eight games or seven of their next nine games. Florida's very also you know they're capable of doing the same thing. Montreal that's that's going to be an interesting one with these injuries to see if they can do it. But I mean they got four points in hand with two games in hand, and after tonight it'll be three games in hand unless they play. Actually, I think they play tonight, so that'll be the same. And then. They could leapfrog Buffalo, and then you also got to include Tampa. So Toronto and t- Toronto is up by two points on Tampa. Toronto's five games in hand. 
They haven't. They haven't. The league hasn't done them any favors. No. So <laughs> the league hasn't done them any favors with that schedule. No signs. Certainly not by the new year, and maybe not even finishing in a divisional spot. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the West Coast for this one. The surging San Jose Sharks will make the playoffs. <laughs> That's a tough one. They are they are a confusing team to me. Like they 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 baffle me. Like they, I, I I don't think they're very good. They started off so they, bad. They're on a six game winning streak. Okay, I heard the narrative like around like the sports world the last couple of days that Martin Jones is like I think I listened to like Jeff Merrick say that like Martin Jones has figured it out. He's still got like an eight fifty seven saber. He hasn't <laughs> no, he figured hasn't. it out. <laughs> like no, he I, hasn't. That's just a that's just fake news. Like he hasn't figured it out. No. I so I'm not unless Wait. Martin Jones actually figures it out. I think San Jose misses the playoffs. Yeah. No, so I, I'm gonna go with. Sorry. What was the what was it? They will miss the playoffs, or they will make the playoffs? they'll make the playoffs. they'll make the playoffs. So then I'm gonna no sign because I think they miss. Martin Jones over the past week is over the last week. Four games. Yeah, so over the last four games, he's 4 0. Nice four game winning streak. Here, I'll tell you, okay, so over the last five games, here is his save percentage game by game 893. 906. 875. 960 against Nashville. Good game. And then 808. Yeah, that doesn't translate very well. So I don't know what you're talking about. They just, like, hurdle. And Couture are just carrying running them. rampant they're just carrying on the team. Them. That's what's just, happening. They're outscoring other teams. Yeah. That's what's happening with this And team. I don't think that's sustainable with the way he's played. So yeah. I think they missed the playoffs. All right. All right, my next one, I'm going to stick to the Western Conference here. Um, Kale McCarr will win the Calder Trophy by a landslide. <sighs> uh, cosine. He's over a point per game. I don't even think anybody is else. I don't think any rookie is close. No, like it's not e- like I wouldn't even nom- I wouldn't even bother nominating another. Maybe maybe Quinn Hughes. Well, this is the reason why Tyson Berry is on the Maple Leafs to begin with. Yeah, because I know. they had Kale McCarr and they knew how much of a talent he was based on how he played in the playoffs, which was exceptional. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what, ready to give this guy top power play minutes. And if we, you can't give Tyson Berry top number one power play minutes, this is what he becomes. Yeah. So they knew that. And they traded a depreciating asset and got a player like Nazem Kadri, who's playing really well for them right now. I watched the game over the weekend against Vancouver. Man, could the Leafs ever use Kadri in their lineup right now? Is Joe Sackick sneakily the best GM in the league? He's made some good some good <laughs> trades. Like that Duchesne trade like he, was he unreal. He took a lot of heat for, for like the Duchesne holdout. and like the Because oh, it took him so long to make him, the he deal. He took a lot of heat for it, but he got like a, oh, a great ransom. deal for Oh, yeah. Like, he got a great oh, yeah. deal. Yeah. And he made room for Kale McCarr. He drafted Kale McCarr. Like, yeah. nobody, like, he's been real, like, he's done a really good job. They're a good team. They're probably the best team in the West. Um, yeah, they're, they're certainly up there. But when it comes to McCarr, I don't see anybody catching him. Like, I thought maybe Quinn Hughes would have a, would, would have a, a similar season. But he's, I mean, he's playing great, don't get me wrong. But a point per game as a defenseman? Like, that's that's unreal. Uh, to be fair, though, he is playing oh, on the same power think. play unit as Nathan McKinnon, who's taking the world, yeah, taking the league by storm. Yes, but still. Did you see him the other day? Like, uh, who were they playing? I think it was. Oh, it's oh, four Jets. points. It was the, against the yeah. Jets the other day. Four goals, four points. He was a 
freaking monster against them. Yep. Uh, yeah, so cosine. Cool. I, I, there's, I'm trying to think who's even in the race right now. Like that's even remotely close. Who's first in the? Who's first in the? Like is Mikhaev maybe? Like, like Jack Hughes, I like guess he, Kako. But think, even if, them, if Kako they're heats not. Up a little, continues to like play well, then maybe he's got Kako, six goals, but... I guess. But yeah, it's 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 not even close. No, oh, yeah, not even close. All right, uh, third one. Jean Gabriel Pajot will sign an extension with the Ottawa Senators this season. How old is he? Twenty-seven. He's up there. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, I believe. Twenty-seven. Um, if I'm Ottawa, I'd want to keep him around. Like, he's a good local, because he's from, like, Gatineau, right? Yeah. Like, he's a good local kid, grew up in the area, I assume he loves playing for the Senators. Um, but if I'm also them, I don't see how it gets better really soon. So maybe I try to maximize his good year and get something out of it, you know? It's your so team I'm, trade. I, I'm team trade. I think they should trade him, so I'm going to no sign. Hmm. Here's the weird thing about Pajot. So he's got 11 goals so far this season. He's a plus 15 on the Senators. <laughs> Tied for the league lead with John Carlson. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> How is that even possible? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the NHL's weird. <laughs> For me, I, I think you got to try and re-sign him. You know, there's there's just been a ridiculous amount of turnover on that team, and he's kind of the only player who has stuck around through thick and thin. Him and I guess Mark Borietsky and Bobby Ryan. Mm, let's not talk about Bobby Ryan. <laughs> but him and Mark Borietsky, I think, are, are kind of the two guys who have been through it, um, kind of ever you know through the. When they were good, making the run against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and then now the last couple of years, that's been really, really bad. So I think he's a player who you can kind of rely on, and, and you know, he, he's somebody you could give a letter to, and he can play in your, your middle six, I guess, um, even for the next few years. So I, I think that they should sign him to an extension. Uh, so I'm, I personally would have would, would co-sign this one. I just think a, I think a trade makes sense for him because... He doesn't necessarily like. I think this year's an anomaly. Like, I think his production this year is is not like of the norm, right? It's well, his career. It's basically like his career numbers and stuff. Like, I think it's just a one time. It could just be a one time thing where I think you have to. Well, people are saying on it, right? a, a lot of a lot of analysts. I think have said you know it's kind of like how Dzingel last year when he was playing with the Senators, he was given so much time on ice that he was able to produce. But if he goes elsewhere, he's not going to get that ice time. Thus, not going to produce. So if you know, Peugeot went elsewhere, he's not going to be an 11-goal scorer. Like, yeah. if Peugeot was on the Leafs, he'd be, you know, like on the third line somewhere, and he wouldn't be anywhere near as nearly as productive as he's been uh, with Ottawa. So that's kind of the, the other argument there. Yeah. What's your third one? So my last one here is the Calgary Flames will continue their trend of making the playoffs, then missing the playoffs by, once again, missing the playoffs this year. Ooh, that's a toughie. Oh man, how far are they out right now? They... Probably not much. The Pacific Division isn't very good. Besides, like, who are in the division? The divisional spots: Arizona. They're just they're on the outside of a wild card right now. Edmonton, Arizona, and Vancouver, and Calgary's a point back, but they have two games more. Man, you know what their problem? Their problem is goaltending. So if they if they can if Big save Dave. 
Dave Riddick can make a couple more stops. I think that they can make the playoffs. Like the West, but at the same time, I, I actually, don't know. I don't think their problems are, are are big save Dave, man. I think their I think their well, issues. Depth. They have no yeah, depth. Yeah, they have either. no depth. No. Like after their top line and Matthew Kachuk, their forwards are not very good. I'm gonna co-sign. I think they're gonna miss the playoffs because I believe that Edmonton and Vancouver are for real, and Arizona. Like I don't think that they're the cream of the crop, but you know it's a very weak division, and I think that they are for real. Uh, Vegas also in that division. Yep. I also think San Jose has a chance to make a run here. They're playing a lot better as of late, as we've discussed. So it's a lot of teams to jump. It's a lot of teams. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and co-sign. I, I think that they'll miss the playoffs, which is hilarious because this seems to be. You talk about a trend, Calgary. Randomly makes the playoffs, has a really good season. Make to the wins, second round. Hold on. Wins coach of the year. Next season, don't make the playoffs. Coach is fired. Hire a new coach. Make the playoffs. Unreal <laughs> season. Coach of the year candidate. Next season, doesn't make the playoffs. So it, it's it's starting to become a bit of a trend, I think. Uh, yeah, Cosign will continue. Awesome. All right. Lots of fun. Brandon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, buddy. Appreciate it. Anytime. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Brandon at B underscore Cameron 222. You also go ahead and follow the Zoobs. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow, as will I. And we'll be chatting about the Leafs and Golden Knights game tonight. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.